Welcome to We Got This Covered's Cinemaholics, the weekly movie review talk show where John Negroni and Will Ashton discuss the biggest and best films coming to theaters. So sit back, relax, and pour one out for the two and only Cinemaholics. Welcome, welcome once again to Cinemaholics, only on WeGotThisCovered.com, the official movie review talk show, as you heard at the top. I am so ready to have this episode because we are finally doing kind of like, I guess we have done editorial episodes before, but we are going to be doing our summer movie preview 2017. And fortunately, we have a lot of Cinemaholics here to talk with to you guys about these movies coming out this summer. So uh, I, of course, am John Negroni from the Internet California, and we also have back from his his trek to the other side, the upside down. <laughs> Uh, he's back again by popular demand. We of co- okay. we of course have from the internet Pennsylvania Will Ashton. Hey, it's good to be back, and I hope you sound a little better. Yes, yeah, he's time. back from his journey into the mystics of audio quality. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, as you already heard, um, that sarcastic snipe was of course from the from the dial up basement. There it is. Uh, the there he, yeah there he is. Soundmaster Maverick Hines is here. It's good to be back. I'm excited to be here with Will. John, you could go away. It's like whatever, but Will's great. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is going to be interesting. This is going to be cuz you know, we had we I think we goofed off a little bit last week and we finally have Will here to keep us in line. Will's a good balance. He's he's a he's a mature voice and he's uh he's just respectable. I kind of think of him as like the Uncle Iroh, you know. He's like sipping tea for and, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he he always knows how to like say something that doesn't make sense, but you think about it later and you're like Oh, wow, he's Whoa. smart. Like, he got me. What side is he on? Yeah. <laughs> Did he kill the last dragon? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, uh, like I said before, we have a big episode. We we're, we are going to be reviewing a couple of movies today. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to be doing them for mini-reviews. Uh, Will Ashton was the only one who was dutiful in making sure to see the big releases this week. We have Going in Style, which is going to be getting a mini-review toward the end of the show. You can jump there through the thumbnail if you're watching on YouTube or the episode description if you're on iTunes. And we're also going to be talking about the Smurfs. We're going to be talking about the Sun on AMC and Teen Titans Judas Contract. But to kick things off, we are going to we're, we're going to do some movie news. We're going to start with a lot of big DC Universe stuff happened. Uh, so we are going to be sort of exploring a lot of big developments with the Batman, Suicide Squad 2, Flash, Wonder Woman, a lot of stuff like that. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it, I think, but we want to definitely keep you guys informed because you're cinemaholics like us. And then we're, of course, going to do our summer movie preview, but it's not going to be like other summer movie previews you've probably listened to before. Is that right? It, it's different. We're going to be talking about our most anticipated summer movies so we're not going to do like one by one by one mm-hmm. uh i have we each picked three movies we're most excited about and then we have a list of honorable mentions so that you won't get too mad at us when we don't pick your favorite so because <laughs> we're not gonna <laughs> we're not going to probably um no i'm sure with the list we have I, I think we covered a pretty wide range i don't know with will's list we'll see yeah you will, never know will has gonna... some dark horses yeah <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get uh, let's get right into some DC Universe movie news because it re- they really dominated the news cycle in movies this week. And you know, we usually when we do movie news, we usually stick to like the super news aspect of it because I feel like that's a thing that it always has the most drama going on. Uh, it's always something crazy. I feel like with indie movies and things like that. I mean, you do get like weird situations sometimes, but it's never like you know, completely rewriting the script and everyone is like obsessed with like, oh, oh my gosh, like what is going to happen with this movie? But um, I'm, I'm pretty excited 
about what the DC Universe, DCEU, has on its slate. We've talked about this many a time on Cinemaholics, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we, I, I'm a little bit less like up on the recent DC movies. Will, I think you're half and half. And yeah, that's yeah. About right. And then Mav, have you even seen any DC movies in your life? I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't have a definitive answer to that question. Well, like DC movies or DC extended universe movies? Because I'm pretty sure he, I'm guessing he's seen. Yeah, like yeah, that's Knight what I mean. Yeah, like, I saw Dark Knight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you watch the Dark Knight Rises? N- no. What about the Green Lantern movie, 2011? No. Yeah, Sober. Uh, but we're working Cinesober. on it. Sober. <laughs> yeah, we you got some you got some nice emails where people were offering you some you know. Yeah, Cinemaholics Anonymous. I don't think that's real. I think you just made that up. I think like one person said that, but I wanted to make it sound like a multitude because Mm. I have that emailers back, so it is more than one. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have a Um, fleet of people worried about my sinisobriety. Yeah, sinisobriety. There it is. Uh, Okay, so let's let's start with uh, kind of the biggest thing, I think, that it's a big rumor, okay? So nothing we're about to say is confirmed, but it it is coming from a source that has been right on this before. And this is, it's looking like 2019 is going to be the year of Batman movies. Like, I am fairly confident that that's the case because six movies, um, including, so the, theatrical and animated, like the, you know, direct to DVD or VOD, I think we should say at this point, I think we've crossed that threshold, <laughs> uh, are going to be coming out in one year. And that's crazy. Like, so the movies include, the Batman, which is a working title, but that's the Ben Affleck solo Batman movie. Okay. Batgirl, which we talked about last week. That's the Joss Whedon directed movie that doesn't have uh, a Batgirl yet, but you know. Jessica Henwick, we talked about this. Yeah, it's going to be New 52. Uh, apparently, it's going to start Jessica. How could it, you know, the, here is something I was wondering because I was listening to the episode from last week. So you were all like Jessica Henwick, right? Well, she doesn't. How how would we be able to buy that in the DCEU? She's related to um, J.K. Simmons, Commissioner Gordon. What you don't seem to understand is that my whole idea for recommending her is that she would hear it and then like talk to me. Oh, yeah. Did that, that work? I mean, it's time will so tell. It works. Yeah, we'll Are, see. Aren't you married? But we don't got to talk about that right now. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, and then, of course, there's Nightwing. Um, that's going to be like getting a- so much trouble for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we might be getting a Nightwing movie that year. And uh, like we also talked about last week, we might be getting Gotham City Sirens, which yeah. would include, you know, all of the like the Batman villainous characters and maybe Birds of Prey. We don't really know at this point. So and that and that doesn't include two animated movies that are going to be Batman related and you know one of them's going to be based on the long halloween which is awesome a awesome uh, 13 issue series mm-hmm. so what do you guys think are you are you into like all of these batman movies in one year or are do you think it's going to be like just too much well i mean like i'd say i'm into the idea it sounds really cool and it sounds interesting and i mean it's going to be like the year for Batman fans. You know, who can be upset about that? I will say that it could make me worried at maybe the quality of each or the attention to detail put into all these. If it's going to be, you know, you said it's six movies, six movies. And again, we don't know for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, even still six movies in a year along the same, if they're all trying to fourth, four theatrical releases to be fair. Okay. So, I mean, still, I and mean, it's still kind of, you know, it's a lot. So, uh, I'm excited by the idea. I would love to watch all of them, but I would also be tentative to be uh, 
kind of just aware of maybe what the quality is going to be like or if they feel rushed or if they feel crammed stuff like that yeah yeah i just i don't know can they not like move them around a little bit you know but i guess they don't want to do like a batman movie this year batman movie this year batman movie this year I, I see. That's that's. A, I don't. I don't understand the benefit of doing them all four in a year. Especially if it was four solo Batman movies, and they didn't want to do Batman after Batman yeah. after Batman. I'd get that. But if they're four different movies, then I wouldn't see an issue with doing one a year. Or I think I'm going to have more opinions on this when we're talking about Teen Titans later in the show. But mm. the new one. Well, I was thinking about how like last year I think it was that we had like four Batman movies already because we had Batman v Superman, we had Suicide Squad, where we made like a cameo. We had the Killing yeah. Joke, and then we had the Adam West one. I That's think. true, yeah. So I didn't think I of the Adam West version, but that that wasn't to theaters, was it? Uh, it went in the theaters like a day or two. Yeah. I remember through uh, like Phantom or whatever. That so it was. I like, guess. Like the I guess the bigger difference though is that those are all movies that aren't as big. Like Killing Joke, I don't know Killing Joke and the 1966 well, thing. Isn't Killing Joke like one of the most like famous Batman comics? Well, it's, yeah, I know it's about the, it's Joker, one of the most over liked uh, yeah. ones. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I just, I mean, my, the whole reason I brought those up is that like I don't know if this idea is like completely foreign. Like we how are used to like these many movies coming out. We're just but like you said, like this many coming out theatrically to like the mass, like to the masses, like you said. Yeah, um, because only only be... two of those are DCEU. That's a thing. This includes right. four that are DCEU and those same animated like other, you know, releases. Right. So it's like it's to me it's like the next step and it's interesting cuz like I mean if we looked at the movies we just talked about, like they weren't really well liked, but I mean, we do have uh Josh Whedon on for Batgirl and we have all these other people coming on. I don't know. I mean, it really just depends on where we're going to be at that point. I mean, if they if they do turn it around with like Wonder Woman and all these other movies they have coming up, I mean, I'll be all for it. But, I mean, if they still suck... I, hey, that, I think you're right, because if they're all good, then I'm not going to be complaining. But I hope that we don't get right. like burnout too quickly on good movies, I guess. Which, I don't know. It's I a don't good know. problem I to mean, have, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's a better problem to have than the one like, that they have right now. Yeah. I can see being burned on Batman, but we like we've never seen Batgirl or anything, so I don't know. Like it is, it is different, and hopefully that's for the better. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, so yeah. other other DC Universe news. I told you we'd be going like right through this. Uh, we have another mm-hmm. another big rumor. So we talked about not that long ago on Cinemaholics that Matt Reeves is going to be taking over as director of the Batman. And it looks like he might be making some pretty big shakeups in the Batman uh, movie script. So, like, what it's really going to be focused on. So, for a, a while now, we've be, we've been told that Joe Manganiello is going to be playing Deathstroke, right? Well, it looks like Deathstroke is going might be having a very limited role here, um, which is interesting. So before he was set up to be like the main villain and it was going to be like a Batman Deathstroke movie. Now it's looking like they're going to be limiting his role and expanding Batman's greater rogues gallery. And again, this is another, another rumor from that same source as uh, the other release schedule one could be true. Could be not, but does this sound better to you guys or worse or neither? I mean, and Matt Reeves, I trust at this point, like he has, (laughs) put out a lot of good films and i mean i trust his vision at this point but i do like if that was another director i'd be worried 
Yeah, I know for one thing, I've always been kind of weird about Batman and Deathstroke having a rivalry because, I don't know, to me, Deathstroke has always been Nightwing's villain. And, like, they're doing a Nightwing movie that same year. I don't know. Like, I think it's too late to, like, include him in a Nightwing thing. And this doesn't really solve that problem. But it does kind of make me feel a little bit like, yeah, that's... That sounds nice because then you you have a little bit more room. If he has a limited role here, you can bring him back into other. You can bring him back into a Nightwing thing, but that's just sort of like a, you know, they might give us something better than what I want. So, yeah, are you implying that the DC EU has made weird choices? <laughs> no, who would even who would even question them at this point? Uh, right. Deathstroke is one of my favorite characters, so I am a little. It's a little bit bittersweet sweet to me because I do, you know, I, I do want to see him be a big villain in a Nightwing movie. I don't think that's going to happen. And I, it felt kind of like a consolation prize that he would be a big villain in a Batman movie, which is fine because he has a history with Batman too, but it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just hope that they don't pack it with too many villains too, because they're talking about bringing in a lot of other like Batman villains. Yeah. So that could be a little weird. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not a DC problem. That's just a superhero movie problem. Like, I mean, we could talk at Spider-Man. We could talk any other super, like most well, not most. A lot of superhero movies tend to overpack it with the villain yeah. just because they, I guess, see the narrow window and they're like, well, we got we to put all these That was a in. big problem for Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'd say Spider-Man Homecoming and... seems a little bit less like, you know, I don't know. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Tony Stark is going to have as big a role as I think the trailers are suggesting. And at this point, I mean, what? We just have Spider-Man, the Vulture, Shocker. To me, that's good. And mm-hmm. I don't know. If, if it is, if Iron Man does have a big role, you're probably right. That's a lot of characters. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to wait until I see the movie to judge it. Nope, we'll, we'll judge it right know. now. Like, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's your grade? Well, I mean, the trailers have revealed so much already. We could pretty much, we probably have yeah, seen half the movie Yeah, I'm really worried point. because I, I feel like we did see a lot from that trailer. And it was a, it wasn't even like the second trailer, really. Wasn't it like the, it's like the first yeah. one. And like, usually they don't give that well, much away. It comes out like July fourth week, like the week of July fourth, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm guessing there's probably gonna be like one more trailer, maybe before like oh yeah, or something, and it's gonna so. like yeah, Doomsday is gonna show up at the very end or something, probably. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's worrisome because Marvel is usually better. Yeah, than that, they but, really are. But I mean, the other thing to remember is that this is a Sony movie, technically. So. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think they're overcompensating because like they're like. Look, we know it's another Spider-Man movie, so, like, here's something you haven't seen before, and, like, oh, wait, here's uh, Iron Man. Like, don't forget, this is an MCU movie. No, because the first teaser was better than the first trailer. The first teaser was exactly what I wanted, didn't give that much away, and, yeah, they shouldn't have, I don't know. I I think it's the wrong direction. No, no, but, I mean, no, I mean, I'm not talking about, like, the first trailer. I'm talking, like, the new, like, as they keep promoting it, do you think they're getting, like... Like they're just getting like trigger happy or Maybe. what do you think? Why do you well, think yeah, so I think much? the overcompensating could be a factor. Like I think some people are genuinely worried that people aren't going to show up for a Spider-Man movie because we've seen so well, many. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and like, I, I do think that it could be like a tactic to sort of, like, well, you know, Iron Man's in this one. And so that means, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has credibility. I don't know. But okay, we should probably get back to DC stuff. Yeah, I was just about to say, we keep talking about Sorry. Spider-Man. We should be talking about DC Yeah, movies. if you came here for DC stuff, you, you what a jip. Um, okay, so let's yeah. uh, pivot from Batman to The Flash. Uh, we have a big Flash rumor to talk about. Not Flash rumor, actually. Uh, or no, this is a rumor. Sorry, I need to make sure I get my facts straight here. Uh, Jonathan Levine might be The Flash's director for real this time. 
if you've been following Flash news for like the past couple of years, it has been tough because he's it's gone through so many so many big bombshells. Uh, so many directors have come and gone. Uh, thinking of Seth Gra- Seth Graham Smith and Rick Famuyiwa, I was really looking forward to Rick Famuyiwa doing it. But yeah, the script is Me too, being man. completely redone. I I I, uh, I I hope that this rumor holds weight because Jonathan mm-hmm. Levine doing a Flash movie sounds like a pretty good idea to me. I mean, it's so different from what we see him do before in a way. I mean, without knowing what approach he's going to take, but. I mean, I like the guy a lot, and I think he can probably make a decent movie if he's given the freedom to make one. Yeah. But For people know. who don't know, I mean, he's done a lot of movies. I know you like Will. Uh, his two biggest movies are probably mm-hmm. 50-50, Warm Bodies. I really liked uh, The Night Before. Uh, me too. That that movie that, that movie snuck uh, up on me. Michael Shannon in particular. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great in that movie. It's probably <laughs> one of my favorite Michael Shannon performances, and that's a hard thing to judge because... Michael Shannon's like amazing. Yeah, uh, Nocturnal Animals was pretty good too. Yeah, he was. Pr- he's like the one thing that got an Oscar yeah, on that yeah. movie. But uh, yeah, so Jonathan Levine doing the Flash. Are you into it? He was supposed to do Suicide Squad too, and now he's kind of being swapped with the two directors who were considered for that movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy he's getting work. I'd rather he do like another indie or not indie, but you know, like another like comedy or something that I'm used to him doing. But at the same time, I like to see him grow as an artist. So it's. I am ironically 50-50 on this. So. Uh-huh. so I suspect that Soundmaster Maverick Hines has not watched any Jonathan Levine movie. <laughs> how, how could you tell, John? <laughs> so what I want to know is which John Levine movie should he watch first for his sinisobriety reformation? Um, 50, well, I don't know. To me, the first one I watched was The Wackness, and I think that's a good introduction. I like that title. But... Yeah, I mean, it's a cool movie. It's like, I don't know, like, here, how about if I just describe different type of movies, like, vaguely, you tell me which one sounds the most Okay, I like that. Is that so cool? Okay. Uh, coming of age, New York film about, like, a guy who really likes hip-hop and falls in love and kind of learns to be an adult. Uh, a guy who finds out he has cancer and it's kind of a stoner comedy and a bro comedy. That one's uh, my vote for Maverick. Why, John? Uh... <laughs> A uh, zombie rom-com, like a post-apocalyptic zombie okay. rom-com, uh, or a Christmas, or actually a holiday uh, stoner comedy that dwells into surreal. Can you describe that last one with more? Give me something more. Okay, uh, like a group of three friends who haven't seen each other for a long time get together before Christmas. Yeah, I know. I know a movie that and... is not interested. <laughs> okay. See, I think fifty-fifty. Is I, the one. Yeah, see, I, I know 50-50. I didn't see it. What was the first one you described? What's the actual movie? Oh, The oh, Wackness. That's The Wackness. That description had me the that, most interested. Okay, I mean, that's like his most personal movie. But so, see, like, The Wackness like, is great, but I think 50-50 is the better movie. So sure. I would say you start with 50-50, and then you go to The Wackness, which I think you would like more if you saw it second. I don't know, that's my opinion. I don't know. To me, I like. I think Fifty Fifty is a better movie. I like Fifty Fifty more, but I feel like The Wackness is a better induction just because, like I said, it's his most personal movie, and it's also like the movie that like kind of gives you a better idea of who he is as like a like a not only as a filmmaker but as a person. It's up to you, Maverick. The but Wackness then, is as, also my contact name for John on my phone. Uh, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, like, how about you? Like, how about you? Like, watch The Wackness, and you're like 
if even if you don't like it, you're like, this guy seems like he has a good movie in him, then check out 50 Okay, I can do that. Or if you really like it, or if you really like The Wackness, then check out all of his Ooh, movies. I'm getting sober homework now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just... No, I like it. I you can tell me what to do. It's yeah, fine. If you call it homework, he's not going to do it. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> um, all right, so... Do you remember that movie, uh, like, what was it called? The Art of Getting By? Yeah. Like, initial titles. Remember how, like, the initial title was called Homework, and they're like, no one's going to see a movie called Homework. <laughs> Let's give it, like, the most generic title in the world. And nobody saw it, so. Yeah, we shouldn't have told you the movie was called Fifty Fifty. We should have called it, you know. Right. Super awesome audio levels. <laughs> you would have been like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Soundmaster. <laughs> All right, so perfect audio. Let's, let's talk about uh, Wonder Woman real quick. So this one, th- this is an interesting one. This is one that I sort of, eh. So eh. Wonder Woman is being tracked right now by Box Office Pro to have kind of a tempered opening domestic run compared to previous DC Universe movies. So it looks like, so this, again, okay, let me be clear about something. We don't know how it's going to do, box office-wise. It's it's pretty far away. It's in a time where it's going to be between uh, two other big superhero movies, so it's not going to have a lot of competition in that genre. And it's it has a great release date, basically. It does have a... I mean, it does have movies to compete with, but still, for like what it is, it's the first big superhero movie featuring, um, A, one of the most iconic superheroes of all time, mm-hmm. the most iconic superheroine of all time, and it's coming at a time when we haven't really gotten a superheroine guided movie since like they were terribly done with Elektra and Catwoman. Yeah, Supergirl. And Supergirl, even way before that. Uh, have you ever seen Supergirl? That's yeah, a that's a bonus episode for hate watching. Uh, <laughs> that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Not merely one of the worst. Oh yeah, movies it's bad. Seen. So. They're tracking this movie to make $83 million domestic on opening weekend, which would be really good. Uh, really good. And then finally doing the whole domestic total being like $225 million, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I mean, most movies are, you know, movies that do well are usually in the hundreds range. Mm-hmm. Um, some movies do open with like $200 million in that range. Um, mm-hmm. And if it did about 200 million domestic, I mean, we're talking about like an $800 million worldwide take basically, which oh, it would be really good. But some people are wondering like, well, okay, some of the other DC universe movies did, you know, better than that tracking. You know, some people are saying mm-hmm. that would mean it would be about like 600 million. It would be close to like man of steel level rather than like suicide squad, which made a lot of money. That was like 750 Batman versus Superman, I think, made like almost a billion. It just barely came short. I think it might have been eight, like late eight hundreds or early nine hundreds. I'm not talking about numbers really well. But uh, do you guys hmm. think that that means that the movie wouldn't have done as well? And do you buy these numbers? I don't really buy the numbers, to be honest. I just I don't know. they just don't seem right to me. Like I don't know. Like maybe I'll be proven wrong in like a month or two. But I don't know. It just feels like. Like you said, like this is one of the most iconic superheroes of all time. And it's like the first superhero movie or the first female superhero movie we've had in like forever. And I just feel like all these elements are gonna do it a lot of justice, you know. No yeah, and I, I I don't buy it because I think it's gonna do for example, like this is basically what Doctor Strange did. 
right? right. This movie has got to make more money than Doctor Strange. It's mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. And uh, to me, what we've seen is that these DC Universe movies, they could have diminishing returns because of the reviews, but I think they're a little bit more sure. critic-proof than some people might suggest. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about movies that were like in the, th- th- what, 20s and 30s in Rotten Tomatoes scores, uh, or aggregates, and like these movies are still making a ton of money, you know, there's, there's still, you know, so I, I don't know. I, it, it is a big, it, it's a big deal because if this movie doesn't do super well financially and it's a good movie, it's one of the best movies that they've done at this point in the DCEU. I mean, what does yeah. that say? Right. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know how they get these numbers, but like, if I were to go to like an elementary school and like, just talk to a bunch of like students and uh, like how there's like a Wonder Woman movie, like, I feel like there'd be like all these different students who may not have been interested in like a superhero movie before, if they see like this woman kicking ass, they'd be like, "Oh, I'll see that." I don't know. I feel like it's going to bring in a whole new audience, and so I feel it's going to bring the numbers itself. Yeah. If that makes sense, I think you're right. I I really think it's going to destroy these predictions. I really, and I hope it does. Even if the critics come out and dislike it, I just think people are itching for this one. I think the trailers look really good. I don't think there, there's just <laughs> no reason. The the word of mouth of CinemaCon was really good. Yeah, and I mean, there's been some bad word of mouth. Um, I do know somebody who watched the movie, like a test screening of the movie. He saw not the entire thing, but I think he saw like the first 50 minutes. He hated it. And he's like the biggest DCEU fan. He's that, he's, he's that guy that I always get into like little, little, we talked about it before because we always argue because (laughs) he likes every movie I hate. Um, he loved that. The accountant is. He loved the accountant. Yes. Batman versus Superman was his favorite movie of 2016. (laughs) He adored Suicide Squad. He loved everything about that movie. So like he he's really into these movies. He's a big fan. And he really didn't mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman. I'm hoping. And he's he he wanted to make it clear. He thinks it's because it was test stuff. It wasn't the final product, but he said it was yeah. bad. And yeah. Well, look look at conceptually this bad. Mad Max Mad Max Fury Road got bad test screening reviews. And look how sure. that movie Yeah. Came out. It's not it's not an end all be all. And this is one opinion. So. That is a movie I have seen. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Mad I'm Max. in. I'm back in. <laughs> oh, let me tell you about you, Mad Max. <laughs> did you like Mad I Max? I loved it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great. So yeah. there you go. All right. Either way, I'm going to be there opening night for Wonder Woman. I hope you mm-hmm. listeners are going to be as well. I think it's, I'm really excited about this movie, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it really does. Should be a hoot. Um, let's do our last DC Universe movie or DC Universe rumor. And it is related to Suicide Squad 2, which we were just talking about uh, a little bit earlier. So uh, this has been a bit confusing with like, okay, who... Harley Quinn, for example, she's in what? Gotham City Sirens? Is she going to be in Suicide Squad 2? Well, this rumor from the same source that is saying all the stuff we've been talking about, except for the Wonder Woman thing, this source is saying that Killer Frost might be replacing Harley Quinn as uh, one of the new Suicide Squad members. Again, just a rumor. We don't know for sure. But, uh, <laughs> Will, you, you're you one of the, the folks who did not l- love Suicide Squad. And, you know, just to preface this, I mean, this is going to be a character who might show up in the Flash movie. We don't know. This is a Flash villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be kind of interesting if they had a crossover from the Flash on a Suicide Squad 2, which I believe is coming out after the Flash. Uh, I might have Maybe. that wrong. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what was the question? Just, oh, just my yeah, because you didn't like Suicide oh, okay, Squad. Sorry, too. I thought you you 
Yeah, no, I thought you were leading up to a question, so I was confused. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I Harley Quinn was one of the few things I did like about Suicide Squad. So if she's not in the second one, I'm. Gonna yeah, be that's fun. where I'm at. I'm kind of wondering, like, can it? What is it going to be like with? I mean, it does still have Deadshot, who I liked in Suicide Squad. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Deadshot was fine. I mean, I liked uh, what's Jack Courtney's character's Boomerang. Name? Yeah, he was okay. I felt like he kind of got the short shift of the whole thing. So, uh, well, actually, a lot of them got the short shift, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, like, there's a lot of characters, and there's a lot of, loom, a lot of room for growth, and is it still Mel Gibson directing it? Nope, that's not happening that? anymore. Um, okay. So I think at this point, so Mel Gibson definitely no longer in the picture, and sure. the top candidates right now are Ruben Fleischer, who directed Zombieland, and yeah. uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but Hami Kalitsara, who directed The Shallows. Oh, okay. Uh, David Ayer, all right. David uh, Ayer did the story um, pitch, at least. So, mm-hmm. and, there's, yeah, uh, and it's looking like this might be the movie that's going to take up Aquaman's previous release date. I think it was in um, the summer of 2018. Yeah. Which would put it before The Flash. If that if that's the case, but we we don't know when these movies are going to be coming out quite yet, for sure. Yeah, I mean those two directors are really hit and miss on their yeah. own because like Ruben only had Zombieland, like his other movies stunk after that, and then the the Shallows guy I can't pronounce his name, I apologize, but I mean the Shallows was pretty good, and I think he did nonstop, which is pretty it was entertaining for in a dumb sort of way, but like uh, I don't know, like didn't he do Orphan? Oh, I remember that. And yeah, like, I don't remember who did that, but yeah, that movie... Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he did Orphan. I did not like that one. That movie had, that movie had like, one of the craziest twists ever, and I mean that in a bad way. Like, sometimes I mean that in a good way, but that w- that movie had, like, a twist that was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you had... Whoever came up with the twist, I want to meet that person in real life, because, wow. Uh, I... Actually, here's, here's a little thing. Actually, I was not planning to see that movie until I was told the twist, and I was just like, surely this cannot be the, t- the end of the movie. <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, okay, there's no way this is the end. And then like, I got to the, the twist and I'm like, oh, like, geez, like that was really the end. Like they, that went through like a board of people and they're like, oh yeah, no, that definitely should be the end of the movie. You know, that same, <laughs> that same actress was in uh, the Hunger Games. She was one of the evil, evil tr- uh, tributes. And nothing against her. Like, she just was given a bad... She freaked me out, which is, like, what she was supposed to do. Yeah, she... She did fine. Like, she did exactly what she was supposed to be doing on set. She just had a really bad Mm -hmm. script. And I think that was just a really dumb ending. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So, we've we've done a lot of DC Universe rumors. I mean, this was... Whew, this took a while. But um, I think this is a good place Mm -hmm. to jump into our main segment. Uh, This is what the people came here for, Mm -hmm. presumably. Uh, Let's... Yeah, what let's talk about our our most anticipated movies summer 2017 and this i mean we had a big list of movies to pick from this was not easy we do have some honorable mentions mm-hmm. that we'll do at the end because you know we don't want to miss anything or make you think that we missed anything but we each picked three movies that we're we're most looking forward to and part of this exercise i think it's going to be fun once the summer is over i do want to go back and see how this panned out so like which movies we picked sure. Which ones ended up we ended up actually liking? Uh, I think is I think will be pretty interesting because statistics say some of these movies are not going to be as good as we hope. <laughs> so that'll be a fun episode in the future. Yeah, 
There's surely at least one of these movies that they're going to be like, we're, we're going to look back at like, what were we thinking? It's probably <laughs> yeah. one of mine. Well, I don't know because one of yours <laughs> almost made my list. So, okay. Let's let, let's let tease him. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get start. Yeah. I think we should start with Mav because he, he picked one of, one of mine. I was close to picking this one too, but uh, Maverick, what was your, what is your number? I guess the, we're, we're not, there's no specific order to them. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go one by one okay. um, in order. So you'll do one now and then I'll do one and then so on. So Okay. I am going to do them mm-hmm. in order of how I feel about them. So okay. my three most anticipated at the just bottom. Just do one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. At the bottom of that list, it starts with um, All Eyes on Me, <laughs> uh, the movie about Tupac Shakur. And I am... Uh, I'm really excited on that. Uh, we did some research before we started recording, found out it actually doesn't have any affiliation with the um, Triad of Compton. Because we were, we were excited when we first saw the trailer in theaters. I thought it was like a, I a thought sequel it was kind or something of, like that. Yeah. But um, but regardless, I'm really excited for it. It looks great. I think the actor who is playing Tupac looks amazing. Demetrius Ship Jr. Yeah. yeah, it looks incredibly similar to Tupac. So I'm just excited to see that story. I mean, I don't really have much else to say than that. I just think it's going to well, be did really you, cool. Do you know a lot about like the Tupac story and, you know? You know what? I, I was born in 94. So that whole time period, I was still pretty young. And after that... Barely, though. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're, well, the reason I asked is because you're really into music. You really like um, hip hop, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't. You've never talked about you never talk about like '90s hip hop. We did watch Straight Outta Compton together. Yeah, and I and I love that movie. But before that movie, I wasn't like you know the biggest NWA or Dre or Ice Cube fan. Yeah, not that I had anything against them. It's just I didn't like actively like they weren't you know on my on my playlist to say. And I, and the same with Tupac. And again, I I as a music standpoint, I respect Tupac's music and yeah. style a lot I, I, you can't deny his talent but it's gonna like, be a good story Tupac's not on my everyday playlist or anything like that and it's, okay. it's nothing personal you did but see notorious i saw notorious i loved that i think i saw it on tv i didn't like go out and see it it was just like i watched it um but still I, i'm excited i really like these kind of stories these kind of like retelling of of certain events and the you know the uprising and stuff like that and and I hope that this kind of trend continues because they yeah. kind of alluded to that stuff in Straight Outta Compton with the uh, the gentleman who played um, Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg when he was young like I, mm-hmm. I would be cool to see these kind of stories of of all these groups like kind of the their rise to fame and like their fall and all that stuff so I'm really yeah. excited about all this yeah I'm looking forward to it as well uh, Demetrius Ship Jr. had his father. Well, you know, had a relationship with Tupac. He worked on he worked one of Death his Row, albums, right? yeah, Death Row Records. Yeah, and uh, Jamal Willard is going to be in this one. He mm-hmm. played the same character in Notorious. Yeah, the Notorious B.I.G. And uh, two two of the people who were um, musicians with Tupac are playing. Yeah, they're themselves playing as themselves. We and you know the, the whole cast is pretty good. Uh, we have two. We actually have two Walking Dead actors who are going to be in this. The ones who play Michonne and Maggie. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So it, it looks like it could be good. My only hesitation with this one is the director is not someone who's known for doing really good movies. So I'm not quite as, you know, it, it could go either way. Yeah, I feel yeah. But who's the director? I think uh, it's it's listed already, here as Benny Boom. Huh? Benny Boom is that a name? Benny Boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He <laughs> he's in like a lot of like really obscure kind of like schlocky movies okay that are but they all are okay. kind of like music related um okay no examples or that's the thing they're all movies that i haven't really heard of they all look like those movies you would see in like Redbox, right 
Like okay. it, there's like one's like a knockoff of Step Up, and it might be that I just don't really. I'm not just as familiar with his filmography, but he's done a lot of and um, his and his name. His name is Benny Boom. He's done a lot of TV shows, and he's not a cartoon character. Well, that we know that's such a weird name, Benny Boom. That that's the real twist. Oh, he did Next Day Air. Yeah, I seen that one. That was not a good movie. Well, see, he did he did like the a a weird sequel to yeah to SWAT, and then he did Forty Eight Hours to Live most recently. An episode Empire. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just takes one movie to some turns a guy a career around, I guess. But I mean, like you guys were saying, the guy they got for Tupac is a dead ringer. Oh yeah. Every time I see a picture of him, I have to do a double take. Like he looks exactly like him, and I just hope he has the acting chops to pull it yeah, off. They didn't even need to do a hologram. Yeah, the first time I saw I um, the trailer when he was first on screen or at the end of the trailer, when they like, they have him standing on stage and you can kind of see like his tattoos and stuff. I, it took me a minute to realize that, that it wasn't the real Tupac. Like I was very confused at the moment. Yeah. It's on par with ice cubes own son playing him in straight out of Compton, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Cause they have no mm-hmm. relation that I know of. So. Yeah. My favorite thing I saw on the internet after that movie came out, straight out of Compton was like ice cube son look more like ice cube than ice cube does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Let's go with... uh, I'll go next. So, I'm not really doing this in any order. I haven't really decided which movie I'm most anticipating for the summer. Because there's a lot. Uh, I'm really looking forward to basically all the movies we're talking about today. Uh, Except with what... Except there's like one exception that Will's going to bring up. But Yeah, of course. uh, (laughs) So, one of mine is Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And what's funny about this... So, this is the Luke Besson movie coming out. Um, It's basically his like sci-fi follow-up from The Fifth Element... And I, when I first saw the trailer for this, I was not into it. I just wasn't. I, I think I've sort of gotten over Dane DeHaan. He's broken my heart too many times. Cara Delevingne is like, this is like what, her 12th chance with Hollywood? I, I think that sh- they're trying to like break her in. And I hope that Valerian is the movie that kind of turns it around for her uh, as an actress and that she has good direction here. But that said, uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets completely won me over with its first like official trailer, the one that does the Beatles cover. I like it. I sort of had. I haven't watched a trailer that kind of swept me like that since uh, the first one for Mad Max. Right when you see it in the theater, and because I will never forget the first time I saw the Mad Max Fury Road trailer in theaters, and it just completely mm-hmm. blew me away, and I was sold as soon as I saw it. Valerian, same kind of thing. This is a, a sci-fi space opera movie. It's based on graphic these graphic novels from uh, a French graphic novel of the same name, I believe. And I've heard great things about them. I heard they're really trippy. The character design is supposed to be really original, really different. And so this one I'm really looking forward to because not that it's not necessarily original. It is an adaptation, but it's one of the few movies coming out this summer that I think is going to be has something new to say where we have a lot of movies that mm-hmm. are a lot of sequels, a lot of movies. Like I, I actually tweeted yesterday that uh, a, a picture of some of the biggest 2017 movies and they're underneath a row of 2014 movies and mm-hmm. they all coincide. Really? Did that go viral? Yeah. That tweet, like I'm still getting notifications for it. Um, it's got like mm-hmm. thousands of retweets at this point. Yeah, I, I when I saw it, it was like up in the thousands. I was like, geez. well, 
John made it big again. <laughs> well, with like just a, you know, goofy. But I'm looking at it right now, right? So like Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy came out in 2014. We have a Guardians of the Galaxy movie right now. Two, uh, Lego movie, Lego Batman movie, Transformers 4, Transformers 5, X-Men, mm-hmm. Logan, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes. And if you look at Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming, it almost looks like the exact same poster. They're both hanging off of a building it with like, a city in the background. And that's not even... like exactly. Some people even pointed out too, like Big Hero 6, we're getting a Big Hero 6 TV series. And John Wick, John Wick Chapter 2. So like it, it's just crazy. It, it's so crazy to me that... It, you know, it, it just like, it's like what George Lucas said, right? It, it rhymes. Sorry, like poetry. <laughs> so for that reason, I'm really excited about Valerian because I feel like if it as, if it is as good as it looks and as I know that Lupuson can do with a movie, I, you know, Lucy kind of proved that he still has a way, right? Uh, what did you think of that movie? Well, Lucy, I didn't see it in theaters. It I kind of was not, I did not want to go see it in theaters. I did end up watching it, um, and I was proven wrong because I I was one of those I was really against it. I thought it had a stupid premise, and but people told me like, no, go give it a chance, and I did. I liked it a lot. I don't know. I mean, Lucy was one of those movies that when I first got out of it, it was like one of the rare times where I genuinely did not know what I thought of it because it was just so. That's how I was like, with Under the Skin, weirdly enough. Really? Because I loved Under the Skin. Like, I, like this, like that was one of those movies that I was so glad I saw in the theater because, like, the the instant maybe started, that's why I didn't. From, like, I wasn't into it. Oh, really? You saw? It on I, DVD I saw it on or HBO, whatever? I think. And I okay. No, I don't know. Just to me, like, like when it went from like black to white, it like felt like to me like, oh, this is what people must have felt like when they went to see like two thousand one the theaters. Like that contrast and like seeing the dark theater, it just was really, I don't know. I, and there's a lot about that movie I like a lot, but just that moment, like to me, like that little moment is like one of my favorite theater going experiences wow. ever. If it ever gets uh, re-released yeah, in theaters, know, I'm Lu- going. Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, but Lucy, I don't know. It was just like, I, I admired it because it was not, it, well, for one, it did not end at all. Like I thought it was going to, it went in a completely different direction. I don't direction. know. Yeah, well, it, it was weird. She like didn't she like well uh, yeah we I can't spoil it, but yeah, but, uh, it, it does have yeah, a, like a strange like it involves like a USB flash drive. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Let let's move on into yeah, your picks well, so we can move on. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we could talk yeah, all day about Lucy. Movie. Honestly, sure. <laughs> it's I don't know, it's interesting. That's the best I can say. But it's like it's yeah. interesting, and most movies are not interesting. Uh, I don't know, but. Since we were talking about Matt Reeves, I'll jump into one of my picks, which is uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, which is, as you probably know, the third installment in the Planet of the Apes prequel series with Andy Serkis at the lead playing uh, Caesar, the ape. And I don't know, this is just one of those weird series that, like, the first time I saw the trailer or whatever for, like, Rise of the Planet of the Ape, I was just completely ready to write this thing off. I was just like... It just, like, looked like another generic, like, prequel, and I don't know. Just, like, I mean, what little I saw of it just did not interest me, but I saw the reviews, and they're all very glowing. So I decided to check it out, and I'm so glad I did, because Rise of Planet Apes was one of my favorite movies of that year. And I just loved, like, I don't know, just, like, the way they took the 
uh, characters and the environment and the franchise as a whole was pretty much what I want most franchise to be. It was smart. It was, you know, intellectually stimulating. It was character focused to the nth degree. And it did in a way that wasn't like most other movies. Like it took uh, it, more empathetic approach, I guess would be the best way to describe it. But uh, it just, it was technically inventive, but it also just was a really good film. Like you just really were invested in these characters beyond the technology and stuff. And it, to me was like avatar before, well actually it came after avatar, but to me it was like avatar what to the ninth degree where it's this amazing technology with the amazing story. And they, I don't know if they topped themselves, but they were basically just as good with Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which took in a darker, I would you know, say it's the better more film. thematically. I think, think so. so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've been mean to, I'm going to see him. I'm going to watch both again before, uh, the new one, just because, I mean, I, I do really like the story and these characters, and I'm looking forward to revisiting them. But I don't know, I think it was just a surprise factor with Rise of the Planet of the Apes that took me uh, back and what made me like that movie a little bit more. But I don't know. I mean, they're both just really good, like two of the best blockbusters I think we've had in this decade. And now we're getting the third movie. And I mean, the trailers so far, I mean, like, besides one really bad Woody Harrelson line where he says the title of the movie... It, it's like that was just really bad but uh everything else has been looking pretty much what i hoped it would be and i just i mean if they can end this series i mean i'm, I'm assuming this is the last installment and if it's a don't third know one, yet no if i mean if matt reeves is going on to the batman yeah yeah well all I they mean, need is another director and they have a franchise on their true, hands but, and there were a lot of planet of the apes movies coming out by way back when okay but yeah, it's true. I don't know. I mean, assuming this is the last one at the end of the trilogy, mm-hmm. I mean, this there's a lot riding into this. And the I mean, we've seen some really good trilogy enders like Logan for instance. Uh and things well, but we there's a history to third installments not being the best. So I am a little worrisome, but I mean, if this movie is on par with the last two, this is looking like one of the best trilogies of like not just our time but maybe all I I disagree with all my being I I don't I don't I honestly I've I've thought long and hard about this this is not something I've decided (laughs) lightly but the moment you said it he realized I think these movies are just not very good I Hmm. think I think they look good I think the work Andy Serkis does with it revolutionary but the only thing that carries over well from the original Planet of the Apes is sort of like the sci-fi intrigue. Everything else for it, all of the all of the relationships and the human interactions and the set pieces to me are all just sort of meh. And I, not one of hmm. these movies has grabbed me. I've I've had a fine hmm. time watching them. I sat through both mo- the first two movies and I like them. They're fine. I don't think they're bad, but I really just don't get what it like the the whole the whole premise of it the whole thing of it i think is just completely lost on me nothing about this new movie grabs me in the slightest like nothing in these these apes talking (laughs) well it's not really that it's like this whole thing where like apes become more intelligent than us and i just feel like the movie has to work really hard to set up what worked better in the original and seeing how the planet Uh, becomes a planet of the apes to me it, it just feels so implausible because they have to make it plausible and so it, there's just something about it conceptually that I just cannot get into. And, hmm. uh, but I understand why people really like them because it, they're really competently made. And I think they are pretty smart. Hmm. And I would take them over a lot of other movies in, that come out in the summer. 
but I do want to say like once this wraps up as a trilogy, I hope this one's the better movie. I think they have been getting better, but I just do not, I just do not think that they are all that special. But that's just me. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say they're flawless. Like I, for instance, I think James Franco is a weak link of the first movie. And I'm glad that he was in the second one. Just, just his picture. I remember soiled it. Uh, no, I mean, it's still a really good movie. I just think like, I don't know. Every time that he was on screen, I just kept seeing like this guy, like I'm a scientist. <laughs> I don't know. It just believe me. Like I don't know. Sometimes James Franco can be great, but that movie, I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it was just because of the CG heavy. I don't know. Just something about his performance is off. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, like these movies aren't perfect, but to me, like they take risks that I really like. They do a lot of interesting things, and to me, if I saw like ten blockbusters like this, as opposed to like I don't know, like. Uh, I don't know, just any other blockbuster. I'm trying to think of a good example that I've seen that just like a generic blockbuster. I get where you're coming but, from. Uh, yeah, no, just to me, like, this is what I want Hollywood to do more. Like, if they're going to take, like, from old franchises and do, like, redos or whatever, at least, like, they're not, like, just doing the same thing over and over again. They're trying new characters and the new angle and, like, a new approach. And to me, that makes these movies interesting. But I, if they're not your deal, they're not your deal. So. All right, Maverick, what is your number two? My number two movie, and I actually just changed my mind on this because what? Uh, not 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 the movie itself, just the order in which. So my number two movie that I'm most excited okay. for, not wow, that was a really bad sentence. My number two movie it that works. I am anticipating <laughs> is Gardens of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay, which was originally number one, and I'll talk about my number one in a minute. But um, I, like I've said before, I don't know a lot of the comic book history and all that stuff to these characters, but I loved the first movie john made me watch it because i was cinesober as i am now i'm recovering yeah. um but it was amazing I, I i absolutely loved it and i'm just really excited to see what they do next it's um, probably my favorite and like i said last week and it's like the only it's the marvel movie i've watched the most yeah and, and it's for me like i i've seen you know a lot of the marvel movies and i like them all i don't have anything against them but mm-hmm. i'm not the kind of guy who's gonna like sit and watch a marvel movie once a week or like i'm not gonna go back and watch iron man a hundred times yeah. but i would watch garden of the galaxy like every day like i really really enjoy it um so for that those reasons i'm really excited for the second one because i fully anticipate it to be just as good i'm not worried about it being like a, a bad sequel or anything like that like just really excited to see it's james gunn again the yeah. dude I, if you follow him on facebook he's he's just such a great director such a great leader mm-hmm. in this sort of thing and everything that i've seen about this movie tells me it's going to be a-okay yeah I'm, I'm excited for everything i'm excited for the soundtrack again i'm excited for you know the the, the visual the aesthetic i'm just i'm ready i'm ready for it <laughs> And um, I, I know we don't, like, based on our Wonder Woman talk, I know we don't put a ton of stock in the test screenings, but this movie got a rare 100% on a recent what? test screening, which is, like, almost unheard of. Like, I think it is pretty much unheard of. So that is really good buzz coming this movie. Or it could be fake news. Fake, fake wrong, polls. Maybe. Wrong. Listen, we're yeah. going to make a movie. It's going to be wonderful. Okay? <laughs> it's going to be great. Everybody knows it. The best raccoons. The best. I've got the best people on it. All right, uh, my number two <laughs> is Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm going to carry on this comic book trend. Here we go. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Spider-Man Homecoming. It, for the it, record, this was close for my list, too. Like, I was it was, yeah. We, we sort yeah. of were like, man, which of us is going to do Spider-Man? Which is gonna... Because I think these are going to be the two biggest movies of the summer, along with Transformers. And I think that, uh, you know, okay, I was not that into the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Hated the Amazing Spider-Man. Barely liked Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
but I love the original Spider-Man trilogy. I would watch any of them over the Amazing Spider-Man movies, including Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 2 is basically my favorite superhero movie of all time. Spider-Man is one of my favorite superheroes ever. I usually I usually cite Spider-Man 2 as my favorite. Uh, it goes back and forth between Spider-Man 2 and also The Dark Knight and the original Superman. So it, it, it's a tough one. But Spider-Man mm-hmm. Homecoming, it, it just has everything that I've been wanting in a Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man 3 was announced. Uh, I've always, always wanted them to do a Spider-Man movie that really digs into the high school stuff. It, f- it has the feel of my favorite Spider-Man animated series spectacular spider-man yeah and because i've been hearing this a lot well you know what the shocker is going to be in it and the vulture and iron man so many characters the best spider-man stories have a lot <laughs> of other characters will will said that 10 minutes ago well will did say that <laughs> and like i th- oh yeah i forgot that we did talk about this but i mean it i hear that a lot right yeah. and it is like the biggest complaint too much iron man whatever are you kidding me have you read spider-man comics did you watch spider-man too they have a lot of characters, and I think people are worried we're going to have another Spider-Man 3 situation. But the problem wasn't that there were too many characters. It was that the story didn't service all of those characters very well. And I think that this movie looks like it could be going in that direction. Does the trailer give too much away? Kind of. I don't recommend watching it, because it does seem to give away a lot of stuff. But this whole thing where like you have a young Peter Parker who isn't all that sure of himself, but he also wants to prove himself, and you have other Marvel characters... That's what I love about Spider-Man. It's what I love about when the animated series brings in other characters and it does it well. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited because I feel that this could be the start of something really good for Spider-Man. And I think that it could be the start of more movies being shared between Marvel, Sony, and Fox, which could be amazing. Yeah. This could open the doors for Fantastic Four, for example. So I, I'm really excited. I think that I think it's going to prove a lot of people wrong. I love what Tom Holland is bringing to the character. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people really dug him in Civil War. He was one of the best. I think if he hadn't been in Civil War, I don't know how, I don't know if that movie would have been as good as it was. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, um, when you had originally told me that there was a new Spider-Man movie coming out, I was like not even half interested. I was like, I don't like you said. And then I remember I had to make you watch the te- the first teaser that came out. Well, no, the, what changed my mind was seeing him in Civil War. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, like this character is really, really good. And on top of that, I felt like his character um, when, when he was in Civil War actually kind of played the Spider-Man that I've always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, going into that, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe this, I have the unpopular one in this. But I've always viewed like I went into that thinking like we have these gods, we have these dudes. And then Spider-Man's kind of like he's obviously not like he's not as strong or intense or whatever. And then you see him fighting these characters and oh, he's yeah. like kicking butt like he's wrecking it and that's when i was like oh wow like yeah spider-man is a superhero is real like it kind of i felt like that movie did a good job of like bringing him up to like yeah no spider-man's just as like a big of a deal and strong and important as us and that's when i got really excited for homecoming and then of course the trailer you showed me i was just like i'm on board like i'm really excited for this as well i'm into it and uh, i do want to point out that uh actually will what do you think i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait Oh, Spider! Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we kind of talked about a lot already, but I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna have to echo a lot of uh, Maverick's thoughts. I just think it looks like they're showing us too much, but at the same time, I'm really digging Tom Har- Tom Holland's take on the character, and I think I'm gonna go in uh, cautious, but mostly optimistic. All right. Um. I okay. So I I, I didn't want to bring this up before we wrapped up, but I really want to do because Maverick. 
you haven't watched Batman v Superman. I have not. Dawn of Justice. I really want to do a bonus episode where we watch Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition because I do own it. And I just feel like that would be a good time. I'm sure. I'm, I'm just pitching this right now because yeah. Will, Will, would you? Because here's the thing Will likes Batman versus Superman. I if we could finally have it. a conversation about it, you have no skin in the game. So yeah, I, I don't care. All right, let's do it. We got we got a lot okay. of good bonus episodes in the works. Yeah, for you we're going to be busy. Um, okay, let's get into. Uh, so that was that was my number two. Will, what's yours? Well, I'm going to continue this superhero trend, but I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. Uh, my number two pick is a little movie called Captain. <laughs> See, Underpants, I thought you were going to wait. Which, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was going to wait. This initially was going to be my third pick or my third. Uh, Number one. one Louis listed, Andrews, but, yeah. And by the way, it's Captain Underpants, yeah, sure. the first epic movie. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Well, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. The first epic movie. What's it called? The yeah. first epic movie. So it's not like the first movie, like Doug's the first movie. I wish it was Captain Underpants first movie. Yeah. God, nah, man. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. It, I I debated putting this on my list, and to be fair, I I'm not really ranking these three in any particular order. These are just three movies I'm really looking good because to. we're putting Captain Underpants for your number one. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, all right. So, growing up, I was really into the series by Dave uh, Pleckley. He uh, he kind of opened my imagination to what these different like juvenile concepts could be in a fun, creative way. And I don't know. I just as a kid, I always just imagined like what would a Captain Underpants movie be. And I figured we probably would never get one after, like, 2005. But now we got one, and I don't know, the trailer doesn't look amazing, but I don't know, it just, when I saw the trailer, I just was awoken with this nostalgia that I haven't felt in a long time, even with our age of, like, super nostalgia, just to generally see this, like, character that I grew up with on the pages just come alive in this bright animated format, even though I don't agree with all the voice choices. I know we were oh, talking geez, before yeah. about Kevin Hart. It does not fit. Kevin Hart is, is Harold and that doesn't really fit it. And, uh, or is he George? George. Uh, yeah, he's George. um, right. Get that's Tom. Hill, so. Uh, yeah, no, I just was mixing <laughs> them up. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm, Blindly hoping this is good. I mean, it's very possible this is going to suck. <laughs> more but, more likely I than mean, not. But here's the thing. Here, Here's what I want. Because it's like you said, the trailer isn't amazing. And But here's the thing. If it could spark renewed interest in Captain Underpants, all I want is a Captain Underpants animated series that has the same animation style as Steven Universe or Gravity Falls. And I'm satisfied. Sure. That, to me, would be just right for this character because there are so many stories that they can pull from. It, it lends mm-hmm. itself so well to an episodic sort of thing. I'm cautious about having to sit through like an hour and a half of Captain Underpants, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, and I feel like they're kind of... the they, it, It's a trailer, so we can't really judge too far. But we can. The, Let's do that. Style of hum- <laughs> sure, Wrong. Uh, the, the style of humor is very chaotic, in a way that I mean, the it's not to say that the books are very nuanced or anything, but I don't know, it just so shows what it you know. Very, yeah, very yeah. potty. I still uh, I, to this day. You mean Professor? Poop no, Poop. Harry Potty was the spinoff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Harry Potty. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it does look like a DreamWorks movie, for better or for worse. And I, I know I'm the guy that does the 8A Ogre Totes Ogre podcast, so who am I to talk? But yeah, uh, I, don't know. I mean, it could, it could, it could really easily be terrible. And I wasn't really crazy about the boss baby for that reason. It, it was too frantic and too, like, weird in a bad way to really work. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a gamble, but. I'm glad they're making this movie, and I'm just hoping it's good. We don't have so. time to talk about Boss Baby, unfortunately. Can you give us a sentence review? Save your money. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, let me just point this way. There's a subplot involving a killing of That's in puppies. the trailer. Yeah, so, I mean, that's like a major plot in the movie. Okay. That's all so, I need to know. I mean, take a... Say yeah. no more. <laughs> yeah. Sold. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that'll do that. Okay. So, Maverick, you're number one. All right. And like I said just a few minutes ago, this was my number two until I just had time to really, you know, think about it. I got to meditate. Um, so, my most anticipated movie for the summer summer is uh, It Comes at Night, which is this kind of thriller horror movie coming out. Um, and it looks pretty cool. I just watched the trailer I today. Wait for it. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. It seems really awesome the basic what it says here is secure within a desolate home as an unnatural threat terrorizes the world a man has established a tenuous domestic order with his wife and son but his this will oh my gosh i can't read but this will soon be put to the test when a desperate young family arrives seeking refuge and that man is joel egerton yep and i think i mean it's a24 and i don't want to say that a24 can do no wrong but a24 can do very little wrong. Very little wrong. Yeah, it looks great. It seems they, like it's there's a lot of the the trailer opens up with the the main character saying only this um, I can't remember what the son's name is, but he's like only me and the son can go outside. Let's leave it like that. And they're talking about someone sick in a room, and they're asking how did the door get open. So it seems like there's kind of this mix between like a like a you know supernatural kind of threat, but the family uh, uh, a traveling family comes through, kind of puts a lot of tension in the air. Tensions rise, and it becomes really intense. But the trailer looks amazing. The description seems really great. Obviously, a twenty four is can do very little wrong. So I am beyond excited. I'm a big horror movie fan. I love like psychological thrillers and gory movies and stuff like that. So this is right up my alley. Oh yeah, we're going to be seeing that one, and for sure, it's one of my most anticipated as well. So that's it. That's me. That's just, that's you. Um, that's June 9th is when that one's supposed to come out. All right. Uh, moving right along. My number one is Dunkirk. And this, this one was tough because I knew my number one would be like a World War movie. And I was really close to putting Wonder Woman on here. It, it came down to, it was really between Wonder Woman and Spider-Man. And I think just because I like the Spider-Man character more, I have more of a connection to that character, I ended up picking Spider-Man. But uh, Dunkirk is the Christopher Nolan film. Uh, it takes place in World War II based on a true story. And ever since I saw the the prologue for this, it's like the seven minute long. And it's it just, it, I, I cannot wait for this movie. I, I had a bad time with Interstellar. I didn't love it. Okay. But Inception, Prestige, Dark Knight Trilogy, some of my favorite movies. I think Christopher Nolan is one of the best directors in the business. And Dunkirk, I feel like, is a return to movies that I think are in his wheelhouse. He, he It's weird because he likes to do different movies. Every movie is different. You know, he did a superhero movie, obviously. He did a space movie. I don't think he translated well to space. But I think him going to, like, a war film really gets to, like, what I think are the best things about his movies. The soundtrack, the sound mixing. Mm-hmm. 
when you watch the prologue trailer, you're you're watching like a mismatch mishmash meh of scenes uh, <laughs> between like a, a plane, a fighter plane, and people trying to get onto a ship and a guy on a yacht. And the way that he merges all of these things together with sound, I'm just I mean, this is gonna be epic in scope. I think it's going to be visually arresting. I just cannot wait for it. It's the movie that I think will be uh I, th- I think this is going to be his best movie since Inception, and I really hope it is. And uh, yeah, it's like the one movie coming out this summer that I really honestly am completely excited about. Like some of these, I have like really big issues. Like, man, is, is what if Valerian sucks? What if Spider-Man sucks? What if Wonder Woman sucks? But Dunkirk, I, I just have very little reason to doubt. Cool. I don't know. I mean, I would be on your page, but the trailers haven't really wowed me yet. But that's okay. The Inception that, trailers I mean, did not wow me at all. No. Really? Okay. That's uh all right. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only thing is that with Chris Renoan, like you're saying, like, not to sound too pretentious, but uh when I think of like filmmakers, like Chris Renoan to me like makes films. Like he warrants the theatrical experience. Like he is very like like he uses the biggest cameras and he uses these like big film stocks and he you know this movie is I think almost entirely shot in IMAX yeah. or something like it's gonna be a, a theatrical experience and sometimes I worry that he's trying a little too hard to be Kubrick these days like Interstellar is kind of like his like 2001 this is kind of gonna be his like Paths of Glory or whatever but uh, I don't know I mean I'm a little I never thought of it that way but that, that's a no pretty one. good parallel what what if Kubrick had made know. a superhero I mean, just, movie too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, <laughs> Probably would have been pretty know. bad. I mean, isn't Lolita really just Maybe. like a villain origin story? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's going to be one I'm definitely going to check out, obviously. I mean, it's Cooper. Or, it's <laughs> oh, okay. Nolan, yeah, so. I see what you did there. See, here's my thing. Even the movies mm-hmm. that he makes that I don't like very much, like Interstellar, I'm still really glad I watched them. Because he does put so much care into the yeah, experience. I mean, and I know that I'm going to get something out of Dunkirk, even if I do have hangups about the movie overall. Right. And that's how I feel. And that's how I feel about Kubrick, honestly. Like, even though I don't love all of his movies, like each movie, I feel like I've oh, yeah. gotten something okay. out of. Uh, so that's my number one. Uh, Will, finish this out. All right. I'm going to end it with a movie called Baby Driver, which, if you don't know, is the new Edgar Wright movie. I was movie. so close to doing this and one, too. Yeah. I, it was also on my original yeah. list. I mean, let's just say it's all three of our. Yeah. If, sure. I mean, if you hear there's a new Edgar Wright movie and you're not excited, like, what's <laughs> Do your you deal? watch? Like, Are you Maverick? <laughs> right. Like, Edgar Wright just makes fun movies. Like, he is so passionately involved in his movies. They're always so, like, bristly filmed and just like he it, it's like adrenaline rush just thrown into so so for people like, though who've never like seen he, who haven't seen the trailer what is baby driver about okay so it's based on as far as i can tell it's based on his music video to mitt royale's uh blue song which is essentially like just like a getaway driver is just him chilling in the car to a music and that's all the music video is so the movie is a getaway driver who has this like ringing sound perpetually in his ear due to some early drama has to, yeah. Uh, always has to wear headphones and just listen. He just constantly listens to music in his everyday life. So his whole life is basically a musical. And so he is not only in that state of mind, but he is also a getaway driver for these bang of criminals who are always pulling off these incredible heists. So he's like driving around town doing these death-defying stunts while always listening to like you know uh, energizing music. And so. 
he's kind of in this perpetual music driven state of mind. And then he falls in love with this girl who's a diner girl. And it sounds like it's a little drivey, but it, I'm guessing with Edgar Wright, it's going to be something really, really fun, frantically in a, like entertaining. So La La Land meets drive. And <laughs> maybe kind of, I mean, it's Edgar Wright. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. I mean, it's, it's got who, the cast it? is amazing. Um, John Hamm, yeah, Jamie it's Fox, John Hamm, Lily James, Kevin Spacey, uh, Ansel Elgort, who I thought did a really good job in uh, what's it, The Fault in Our Stars. And I mean, is he my first choice? He's never been no, anybody's first sure choice for anything. I mean, <laughs> well, apparently he was Edgar Wright's first choice See? for Baby Driver. This uh, that's why yeah. that's why I'm confident with this one. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, it, and the word out of South by Southwest, our own Matt Donato gave it a yeah, very good it. rating. So I do want to point yeah. out too that uh, with that there there's a trailer that's out for this, the U.S. trailer. The international trailer is a lot better, like noticeably okay, head and shoulders that. better. Yeah, thank you for saying that because I said that, and someone I was talking to was like, "Oh no, the American mm. version is way better." And I was like, "The American version actually made me like the movie a bit less because I watched it second. But the international sure. trailer, please, if you please watch that one if you're interested. Yeah, it's 100%. That's definitely a better trailer. All right. Well, let's do our honorable mentions and then we will get into mini reviews. This is such a long episode. I love it. All right. So, Wonder Woman, absolutely. I think we're all we're all going to be watching that one absolutely. first day. Uh mm-hmm. I my birthday. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh Alien Covenant. Are you guys as excited about this one as I am? I'm getting more excited than I was. Yeah, I'm with you on that. The first time I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, another alien movie. But the yeah. more I thought about it, I was like, oh, no, this, this could be fun. Yeah, I'm really yeah, excited. I'm it. It's it, Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's supposed to kind of fill the space between Prometheus and the first alien yeah, movie, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that the bridging that gap is exciting to me. Kind of see what they're going to do in the middle of that. Maybe learn from some Prometheus-sized mistakes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Danny McBride in the straw cowboy hat riding a spaceship is my yeah. favorite animal. <laughs> he doesn't say thug life, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, no. There's also The Dark Tower, which we don't know much about yet. Uh, it's <laughs> This is a, that Stephen King adaptation that a lot of people weren't even sure was actually going to come out this year, but apparently it is, and we don't know. I, I don't think any trailers are out yet for it. Uh, uh, just a poster. I'll believe I see it. But we'll, I'm definitely going to check it out, despite my Stephen King hesitations. Yeah. Baywatch. Yep, I'm. I'm actually pretty excited about Baywatch. I really want to see this movie. Really? Yeah. Why? Because There's Dwayne the Rock so, Johnson. Yeah. Zach Efron. Okay. 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 Fair enough. The Rock yeah. and Zach yeah. Efron, I think, is a much better pairing than some of his other pairings we've seen in the past. I, I didn't know. like Central Intelligence as much as I think a lot of other people did. Oh, I thought you were talking about Zac Efron's pairings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I was like, him and Seth Rogen were on it, man. I See, okay, I liked The First mm-hmm. Neighbors, but Seth Rogen was my least favorite thing about that. Well, yeah, I think that Zac Efron with The Rock is a great combo, and I think that they have like a pretty interesting 21 Jump Street-esque you know, thing going on, so I'm interested. I just get so hopeful when I see that many attractive people together. Like, it makes me feel like I'm, I belong there. Well, there's a, there's that one character, like the one unattractive one, who I feel like is going to steal the show. I really hope he does. Yeah. Again, there's there's hope for everyone in this movie. Yeah. Uh, there's also Atomic Blonde, which I'm pretty excited about. I know, Will, you are super yeah. ready for. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of talked about it before, but yeah, I mean, Charlie's Theron kicking ass with the co-director of John Wick. John Goodman's yeah. in the movie. I, I think this want? is definitely on a lot of people's lists for t- their most anticipated. Uh, Another uh, good South by Southwest. Yeah, film yeah. Parody. I think Matt reviewed that one too, and he really liked it. 
if I'm not remembering mm-hmm. correctly. There's also The Big Sick. Um, if we're talking about some of the big mm-hmm. indie film, big indie films, that's a, yeah, Blizzard Beach. <laughs> Oxymoron. Uh, yeah, so The Big Sick. I don't know much about it, but I know, Will, you're you're definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's Kamal Najarni's movie with he wrote with his wife. If you don't know, Kamal Najarni is one of the bigger stars of Silicon Valley. He's also a pretty big Twitter presence. He presence. voices a character uh, on Mass Effect Andromeda, and it's not very good. Really? He's in the new uh, Lego Ninjani movie, I think, Oh, is too. he? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I don't know. He, he's, get, he's a rising yeah, he's, presence. he's definitely showing especially up. Especially in the comedy yeah. world. He, there's another movie he's in, uh, or I think he was in uh, that movie with Brian Cranston recently. Uh, Why Him? Was Why he in him? that? No, I think that was a uh, Keegan Michael Key. No, I'm thinking of a different character. I, I might be thinking of a different comedy that he's in, but same kind of deal. But anyway, sure. okay, yeah, I don't know. This is like a very personal autobiographical film that really took Sundance by storm. It's also directed by Michael Showalter of Stella fame, and I mean, I don't know. It just it also has Ray Romano and Holly Hunter. It just looks like it's going to be a movie I like, and I'm really excited to see same. it. So uh, last last, yeah. I do want to say. I, I'm interested in Cars 3. I think that a lot of people are interested oh, really? in Cars 3. It, it's weird because like that movie generates a lot of buzz. Like The trailer has gotten a lot of views and a lot of people are really hoping it's going to be good. And not just, I think, because it's a Pixar movie, but I think more people like the Cars franchise than they let on. I think the second one, that's definitely not the case. But it, it just continues to be one of Pixar's most, like I don't know, it, it seems to have like a pretty big fan base. It's it's interesting. So I'm looking forward to it, especially among younger. For sure, a lot of people grew up in the first cars, and you know they tolerated the second one. And I think the third one feels a bit more like a real sequel, right? So I think it could surprise us. I mean, that first teaser was you know that that was bold. I'll give it that. I mean, it caught yeah. my interest, and I did not expect it to. And I'm curious to see if it lives up to that promise. But a movie know. that does not excite me um, in that vein is Despicable Me Three. I I Despicable do not 3? like that franchise a uh, bit. So, but I think some people are really Despicable looking forward M3? to it. Three, what? No, it well like the they should have called it like Despicable Me instead of Despicable Me. It's Despicable like M and then the or Despicable three. three. Yeah, there you go. Maybe because then you have then you have to have like three characters. Otherwise, it would. Anyway, that's. Well, there's a new character. His uh, what's it? His twin his brother. brother yeah, and then they trailer. have that one villain played by Trey Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Who I don't know why. I guess his daughter. He has a really young daughter, so I'm guessing that's why he did the movie. Because otherwise, I don't know why he would. <laughs> Money. Well, yeah, sure, but like he's a guy. He's like <laughs> the creator of, Park, uh, yeah. book of uh, book South of Park and Book of Mormon. Like, I don't think I don't think he's hurting for money. No, but I mean, it, it is like a quick. You know, I, I think that the Stone Brothers are looking into doing different things. Stone, Stone brothers? brothers? Why did I say it? <laughs> I think of them <laughs> as brothers. I think I, for a second there, I was getting, conflating them with the Russo brothers, but no, Trey Stone and Matt Parker. Uh, I think that they, they're, they're just doing so many different things. They did a Broadway play. They did like the video game for South Park. They did, um, they're the America. Yeah. You know, like I've, I've just feel like they have a lot of creativity and I wonder if this is just because they want to try it, you know? I, I, can't, I don't think they've ever Maybe, done uh, well, voice work on a... It's just, I mean, to be clear, it's just Trey. It's, it's not true. Matt. It's true. I mean, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, brother's got to eat. I mean, he, he'll <laughs> yeah. do it. I Maybe mean, he has a brother. Care. that uh, That's who I'm thinking of. 
Yeah, we just don't yeah, know about exactly. Yeah. All right, so that'll do it for our summer review preview. We're super short on time, so we're gonna do like many, many reviews if that's okay. Uh, we're just gonna spend a couple of minutes on some of the big releases coming out uh, very recently, and I think we should start. Uh, Will you saw Going in Style, directed by Zach Braff, starring Morgan Freeman and uh, who, who Alan Arkin, and who's the third one? Morgan. Freeman. I said Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh, sorry, Michael. Michael Cade. That's Michael Cade. Uh, so what did you think of going in style what was also what was the plot uh not okay so it's a remake of a 1979 movie with a couple three other older gentlemen and essentially it's just three old kooks are kind of at their twilight age their lives and in this version they kind of get screwed over by their former company and they don't get their pensions and so kind of fed up by the system they decide to rob their nearby bank and uh kind of you know get like this kind of robin hood scheme to get you know steal from the rich and give to the poor because they're also giving to the community and whatever money that they weren't owed that they stole they're going to give to charity so uh it's just like kind of kooky old people trying to rob a bank that's the whole premise <laughs> and uh it's directed but i mean to me the only thing that really interested me about this movie besides the three leads was the fact that zach braff directed it and i mean i don't know how you guys feel about his other movies, but I loved Garden it's State. It's good. To me, Garden, Garden State's State, actually one of my favorite movies. Uh, honestly, Garden State is like one of the most formative movies of Mike. But my what was that movie years. that he like, did? The one me, where it's like him and his kids. I already forgot. Well, I was gonna lead up. Yeah, I was gonna lead up to that. But yeah, he also did Wish I, I Was Here, which is his. Yeah, that was his Kickstarter movie, and that was, that was a disappointment for many reasons. And I don't know. I mean, he's one for one for me as a director and this is his third movie and one for three you mean to me no one for one like one win one oh you're right you're right so then with this movie it's like is that how you sports yeah uh yeah and i just like uh i don't know like to me like this is like the tiebreaker like this is like is he does he have two good movies or does he have two bad movies and to me like with his other two movies like even though i don't like wish i was here like that's still like Zach Braff movie. Like I could tell he directed that movie and he put his heart into it. This movie, like anyone could have directed yeah. it. Honestly, like it could have been directed by the caterer. And, like his the like, caterer from the Love Season just Two. There. And season one. Uh, Remember him? Ever? Uh, yeah, I forget his name. But, the caterer yeah, from yeah. Love. Like, uh, like the only friend <laughs> yeah. that the only friend that he has. Yeah, I was wondering why you didn't react to that, um, Matt, because he's like, anyway. Sorry, we just we, we just finished yeah, Love, but, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what did you think of it? Oh, okay, you didn't care for the ending? Did you finish it? No, I, I'm only... I think, I think it was a lot better than season one. I think we talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago, but yeah, I think but we, we did, did just We didn't yeah, talk we did. about the I second just, half of the season. We can do that for a mini-review next time, because I have a lot to say about this. So. Yeah, all right, we will. <laughs> Fair enough. And let me finish yeah. my thoughts on... You got it. So. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. So, I don't know, just like... Uh, it just like to me like i felt like no real effort from anyone involved like it just felt like michael kane and morgan freeman and alan ark were just hanging out on set and just wanted to like you know kill some time and just you know kind of enjoy themselves and zach braff was just making sure that the cameras were on <laughs> and it just like uh i don't know just like I, I was just so incredibly bored by this movie like it just felt like no one cared and i just like uh, like the worst thing a movie can be is like very like 
like forgettable and mediocre and just like to me this is like even worse than uh wish i was here because it just felt like a nothing movie Mm. like it just felt like a movie that was made to be a movie and so i was just really disappointed by it that's a shame to hear uh so then what did you think of i I do want to ask you because i we didn't have a chance to talk about this ghost in the shell um really quick because we don't have a lot of time but where were you at with that well oh uh you know to be honest i just didn't see it oh you didn't see the movie we actually had somebody (laughs) we had somebody uh want to know your thoughts on it um so here's here's an email from alex Okay. So Alex said, uh, hey, guys, you had a lot of content this past week, so it's your fault this email is so long. Uh, so this is, <laughs> uh, he said, Pop-Tarts are nasty, regardless of flavor. Uh, he said Pop- he oh, wants, yeah. he wants the, access in, to the exclusive chat. In the bonus episode, John brought up Pop-Tarts a lot, so yeah, that that's was a, a thing, thing now. Oh, is that why you guys kept talking about Pop-Tarts? And- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, we don't, oh, let, we don't, don't talk them. about the chat. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, Alex gosh. said that... Uh, Belko Experiment is a movie I never want to watch again. <laughs> Not because I thought it was a horrendous movie, you. but because of the way it made me feel. Which, okay. Bury the lead. I was legitimately angry at certain points, which I guess means the movie did something right. I'm interested in the inevitable sequel, though. And then he asked, did Will did Will of Ash see Ghost in the Shell? So I think you by Twitter username. Because I wanted to hear his opinion on it since you missed out on him last week. So what is it, Will? Well, uh, like, to be honest, like, I saw Smurfs, and the theater I was in, like, it's really poorly run, so I can just, like, sneak into mm-hmm. another movie, and no one knows. And I was debating between seeing Ghost in the Shell or, Ch- or Chips, and if you follow, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you know I gotta go with Chips, because <laughs> yeah. I have this ongoing Oh, yeah. Where, where my Facebook character is really obsessed with Chips <laughs> for, like, no reason. Um so I decided to see Chips instead of Ghost in the Shell. So I don't know, because I, I listened to your guys' episode. I haven't heard your thoughts on the Belko experiment, which I have seen. So I could I could t- indulge you on that one, but I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell. And based on your reviews and the most reviews I've heard about whitewashing and all that, I just I figured it wasn't really worth it. And so I don't know. I might check it out later in the road. If I see it, I'll let you know. But I just haven't seen it. So All right. And I'm looking at it now. Going in style has a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. And so it, it's high. not bad. I, it, it looks like it's just a pretty average movie. If you like these actors, I guess it's worth checking out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, it's not the worst movie. I just feel like, like, I don't know. To me, like, I like to be challenged or stimulated in some way or another. But if you just want, like, a pure, like, comfort food movie where, like, there's, like, basically no stakes and, like, you're just there to watch people just say things that are kind of almost amusing, then... Sure, why not? You can see it, I guess. I don't know. If you're going to see it, though, like, see it on HBO yeah. or TBS or something. Like, don't go to the theaters to see this. Like, see something that's, like, I don't know, just, like, wait a week to see Fe- The Fate of the Furious or something that's going to, like, actually make the theatrical experience worth your while. Like, this movie just looks like a TV movie. Well, speaking of TV movies, uh, there was a movie that I watched uh, very recently, and that's the new DC animated Teen Titans Judas Contract. And... I've been looking forward to this movie for over 10 years because it was supposed to come out a long time ago. I think like 2008. And well, because when basically when Warner brothers animation announced that they were going to be doing a lot of DC animated films, teen Titans, Judas contract was one of like the first ones that they said that they were going to do. And I was really excited about it because I teen Titans ended kind of, you know, not, not 
not without closure, but it just sort of ended and I wanted more. I, I always really liked the animated series. I really liked the comics. Like I said, love Deathstroke as a character. And Judas Contract, for people who don't know, is one of the most iconic Teen Titans stories. It's the story that basically made Teen Titans successful and made it as you know as popular as it is today. So the movie is existing in this new movie that came out uh, this past week exists in the DC animated universe. And it is a follow-up to last year's Teen Titans uh, versus Justice League, which I thought was okay. I, I, I think I, I actually, I thought it was a little bit more than okay. I, I was really into that movie. I thought that it, I've always really liked the DC animated films. I think that they get a bit hyper scrutinized at times. I think that they have really good art direction, really good style. I think that the stories aren't, aren't always quite as good as I think some of the better DC animated series have been. But if you're looking for something that sort of satisfies that itch, I think a lot of these movies are very comparable with like the Bruce Timm universe stuff and better than some of the Bruce Timm stuff. So I I was really looking forward to Teen Titans Judas Contract. I have to say I was was a bit hit or miss with it. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. I had a good time watching it because I really like seeing this take on the Teen Titans. You have Nightwing instead of Robin, but you have Damian Wayne uh, as the new Robin. And we've seen him in a lot of these like DC animated movies at this point. And they've done a pretty good job of making him consistent and giving him a story arc over all of these movies. We talk about how like Marvel has a cinematic universe. I love the cinematic universe and the DC animated. It's pretty flawed, but it is still really cool. And I think that like they do a pretty good job of like making it intriguing is it as good as something like young justice which i know maverick you've just watched all of i'm so i'm so obsessed with that it's not quite as good as young justice i think that 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 series is a bit more special but these are really fun as well and i think that the teen titans movies so far are pretty good and definitely worth recommending to teen titans fans i don't think that they are i don't think there's anything especially here in judas contract that non-teen titans fans would get a lot out of I think that it's a bit slow in parts. They do the infamous Terra Deathstroke Slade storyline here. And it's not bad. It's just not very fun. It's not quite as exciting. I they have a whole subplot. Like the main thing of it is like Nightwing and Starfire live together now and they do they have like a lot of like sex jokes, which they kind of treat it as like isn't that interesting? Like we have a little bit of an edge to us. We don't have to be okay. And all that stuff is fine. It's kind of cool because it's a different thing. But yeah, it it's just okay. It it's kind of a B minus for me. And uh I, I rec I absolutely recommend it to Teen Titans fans. Or if you like even if you like the DC animated movies, I think they're a, are a blast to watch, uh VOD. So Definitely worth recommending if you're already into that stuff. <sighs> okay, yeah, good deal. Try to try to. We are so over time, but we're gonna keep powering through. Uh, we have just a couple things left. Yeah. Um, uh, let's let's get let's get over with uh, Smurfs. Will Ashton, you saw Smurfs, be- and so none of us had to. Unfortunately, um, thank you for taking that hit. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? What what you're what is welcome. this? So this is the third Smurfs movie. What is the setup? What did you mm-hmm. think? Uh, okay, so the first two Smurf movies uh, were basically live-action movies with anime characters. Like we saw the Smurf characters briefly in their village, and then we they fell through like some portal, or whatever, and then they went to New York City because studio executives are lazy and they're like, every kid movie needs to be in New York City. So they were just kind of like generic garbage, and so this movie took an approach that I thought would be pretty productive, which is that. It decides to, you know, get rid of Neil Patrick Harris, get rid of, you know, all that New York jazz. Uh, just, just the jazz. Though. Let's focus on, 
Well, I mean, you gotta save something for Damien Chazelle, you know. He, I don't know. I mean, but like, it focuses on Smurf villages, the Smurfs and Smurf village, which is what I think they should have done from the get go. You know, just Poyu's original thing is all animated. Just keep it all animated. The the world of Smurfs is already interesting enough on its own. Agreed. You know, just explore that. And so I was, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't looking forward to this movie, but I was at least gonna give it the benefit of the doubt if it was like at least halfway decent. Because to me, this is a step in the right direction, and I was hoping that this would be the Smurf movie that we should have gotten. And it is. And I wish (laughs) I could say that. It was just, I don't know, not just as bad, but pretty much just as lazy as the other ones were, in the sense that, like, the jokes are just all, like, lazy, cheap gags, most of them bathroom jokes. I don't know. Like, the characters are pretty, like, I mean, we're talking about characters who are inherently one note. So it's kind of hard to, you know, talk about the characters as anything more than just, like, what they blatantly are by their name. Like, Clumsy Smurf is just clumsy, and, I don't know, Baker Smurf is a chance for Gordon Ramsay to make a, like, half-hearted cameo, and... Can like, I be can I be honest, them, though? Like, you know, in up? all the trailers I've seen, I'm really into Nosy Smurf. Like, just the way he interacts sure. with the other Smurfs. I, I don't know, that was, like, the one reason I wanted to I see this movie. To be honest, I don't know how much you've seen, like, Nosy Smurf was the only thing that, like, actually made me chuckle the whole time, and he only shows, like, two or three times in the movie, so, if they showed, I didn't see, I only saw, like, one teaser for this, so, if they showed all of his scenes, like, you pretty much saw all the Like, the the part where he's, like, (laughs) he's, like, what are you guys doing? Nothing, Nosy Smurf. Okay. (laughs) Like... Uh, I just also find it, yeah, no, I, 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 that, that made me chuckle too, but that was like the only dang. thing that made me chuckle in this, like, film. And that's uh, voiced by the director, Kelly Ashbury, who is not a girl, but I bring that up because this movie has a very, I don't know, the, like, the one thing that didn't interest me about this movie is that it has, like, a feminist, or not, like, a female empowerment angle to it, in the sense that it's focused mostly on Smurfette, voiced by Demi Lovato. And kind of her, kind of, because she, if you don't know, she was not an original Smurf. She was created of clay by uh, Gargamel, who's a main villain. Uh, he was, he made her as a way to kind of lure the other Smurfs into his cauldron. But through the power of Papa Smurf's love, they, she became like another Smurf, um, one in the Go village. On. But because she's Smurfette. What? <laughs> Sorry, I just really, I just really, I thought the way that you described the Smurfs lore was really special. Really, oh, really fun. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Just, I mean, but like, I don't know. Like we said, like, there's nosy Smurf. There's like clumsy Smurf. There's uh hefty Smurf. Like all these characters have like a characteristic and name. Smurfette's just Smurfette. Like, what is she? What's an et? <laughs> and so the movie's supposed to be her kind of finding your journey, which I think is like a, that's a decent premise. Like if you're going to make a Smurf movie, that's a decent premise. And I just wish that they explored that in an interesting way. Other than like, they do introduce more female characters in this, which is cool. I mean, they should, because there's only one. And I don't know, like, I don't know, just like, if they were going to do that, I wish they did it in a way that was interesting. And I don't know, just like, it's such a cookie cutter movie. And just feels like every other like generic, like land, like only appealing to like five-year-old kid movies. And I don't know, just, Maybe there's a good Smurf movie. I don't know. Like maybe it's just something that should only be in sh- small doses. But I feel like the since the writing is so like bombastic and like aimed at kids, like to the point where it just feels like it's pandering to them. I feel like we're not getting what we should be getting out of this series. So what you're franchise. saying is they blew it. It's Smurfs. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Smurfs, but yeah, they blew it. All right. 
Um, <laughs> let's let's finish this out with our last mini review for The Sun, which just premiered on AMC. I saw the first couple episodes. Uh, Mav, I think you saw part of the first episode. I saw a few minutes. I don't think I saw enough to really say much. Yeah, it's it's based on the the uh, the novel of the same name by Philip Meyer. Uh, my review for it is on wegotthiscover.com. And I was I was into it. I think that it's it's interesting. It's kind of a replacement for Hell on Wheels. Um, and is that over? Well, I actually I thought it ended last year, but maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't think it's it, still on the air. I, I, but uh, yeah, okay. and, you know, I went I went into this one really really looking forward to it because I love Pierce Brosnan as an actor. Now I've been kind of disappointed in. Uh, I, I thought Sam Neill originally was going to be the main actor in this, and I think that would have made the show a lot better, to be honest. Uh, but mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan does a pretty good job, and uh, he's my favorite Bond. So, okay. Uh, so this, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So this is based on. Oh. So the book okay. is actually based on like the real lives of the McAuliffs, who are kind of like they were like a family dynasty in South Texas in uh, the early 19th century. Uh. So the show kind of takes you through. Uh, the generational life of Eli McAuliffe played by Pierce Brosnan. So we we meet him as a kid and uh, yeah, the true story of how he actually was abducted by the Comanche and was like, basically became one of them. So like that dances with wolves stuff. And they also like simultaneously tell the story of him as an older man with, you know, his son is like taking over the business. He's trying to create an oil empire in South Texas. So he's like putting all of his money into building rigs, but so like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of like strife between, because all of these, there's a lot of like race relation stuff going on here and you have, so like the Mexicans, they, the revolution is happening during this time. It's in 1915. Um, you have, so you have people who, you know, Mexicans who want Texas back. And so like, even his own help hmm. are kind of against him. And, uh, they're like the character, you know, like he has like hired hands and all of that. And like, like part of like the show, like almost starts with like, uh, you know, some of that stuff. You also have the Indians who, you know, have sort of like, you know, obviously they're vying for the land as well. He owns the land. So you like have sort of this like game of Thronesy like drama going on about who's in control. And uh, he has two sons who kind of are trying to like catch his ear about what he should do about certain Whoa. things. Yeah. Hold on. Two sons. I thought it was exactly right. Yeah. So oh, man. <laughs> now you're intrigued. <laughs> so it's oh, an interesting man. show. It, it has a lot going on in it. Um, I'm a big fan of AMC programming. I think that it does have a, it's a sh- low winter sun. Huh? <laughs> I was joking. I said low winter sun. I, you remember? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I, I enjoy this one. I think that it's, it's well-written performances are okay. I think that there are some weak links here. Uh, for example, like the wife I mm. think has very little to do, uh, not Eli's wife, but his son's wife and part, part it's very violent for sure. Mm. And, I don't know. The, something about it feels like it has a lot of potential that hasn't been tapped yet, kind of like the oil itself. And I'm I'm intrigued though. I think that it's definitely worth getting into. It's one of the better production design shows that's out right now, and I think it's worth I think it's worth giving a chance. Um, they it, it just you know it, it is a little bit hard to buy Pierce Brosnan in this character. He does a pretty good job. He really does. I mean. I think Pierce Brosnan is a better actor than most oh, people for sure. give him credit for. Mamma Mia. Like, if you don't agree with me, uh, well, no, okay, not Mamma Mia. But, I mean, if you want to see, like, a really good Pierce Brosnan movie, 
Check out the Matador, where he is awesome in that movie. Did you ever see the Matador? Um, I have. That that is one of my mother's. Yeah, he's movies. awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I like that movie a lot, and I think he's great in it. And uh, and like like uh, what's it called? Like Remember Me, which is not a good movie, but he's really good in it. Oh, I remember passing I know, like, on that it, one. He, he probably should have. But that's another movie like Orphan where like the twist I heard about and I was like, surely the movie cannot end like that. And then sure enough, that movie ended the way it did. And I don't know. You don't know. Do you know the ending of that of movie? The, not the Orphan because I thought that's what me? you're still talking about. No, 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 no. Remember me. No, it's like I said, I passed on it. Oh, well, I'll have to tell you off the air because mm. it is. I mean, then you're going to be spoiled. Well, I mean, I was spoiled before I saw it, and it still didn't impact the way I saw All right, it. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Well, uh, uh, so that's The Sun. I think it's worth checking out. It's kind of a B show, but for me, a B is pretty good. I think that maybe B-plus territory, and it's getting decent reviews. I think some people really like it. I think some people are kind of eh, with it, so uh, I, I'd say give hmm. the pilot a chance, uh, at least the first two episodes. I like his beard. <laughs> it, it is pretty glorious. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of Cinemaholics. Uh, actually, we do have one last email I forgot to read. Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Phil from Wyoming uh, wanted to had a short email for us. Hey, friends, I loved the bonus episode this week on Belko Experiment. Can you do the same thing for chips? And so yeah. I, think, I think we're going to have to because... I mean, I saw it. Yeah, we have, have to watch to it, it and so we could do that. Um, missed Will this week, but Maverick did a bang-up job. Good luck with your cinemacation. I think that's a cinema vacation. Um, don't go on a cinebender. Sorry, Phil. So nice. <laughs> thanks for writing it, Phil. That was great. That was a good email. Um, but yeah, don't forget, if you want to email us and uh, have us talk to you virtually through a third, like kind of like a secondhand sort of thing, um, just email us, cinemaholicspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to download Cinemaholics on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, hang out with us on YouTube. We're on the We Got This Covered YouTube channel. Uh, just go to Cinemaholics playlist and you'll see all of our episodes. This is episode number nine. And this was really fun. I feel like we, we gave the masses quite a few movies to pick from this summer uh, from our honorable mentions and onwards. So good stuff. Let us know what you think of the show. If you have any feedback for us, uh, again, you can email us. Also, please leave us reviews if you like the show and you want it to keep going. We want to hear your feedback, what you like, what you don't like. And that'll do it for us this week you can you can find us a lot of different places easiest for me is on twitter i'm at john negroni j-o-n-n-e-g-r-o-n-i you can also find uh links to my twitter and all of our stuff in the show notes uh maverick has did produce this show did all of the legwork but maverick is there anything you want to plug this week uh no I think we're. You good. do have an Instagram. I do, but that has nothing. It's to like do with a this. fishing Instagram. It's yeah, pretty it's pretty cool. cool. It's called at Daily, Daily Anglers. Anglers. Go give us. a It's follow. pretty awesome. We're giving mm-hmm. stuff away, so if any of you like to go fishing or anything like that, please, please look. I'm at I'm sure us. there's thousands. I can't believe you let me do that. I'm so I know. excited. I, 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 also, sort of for a plug for us, um, not really a plug, but like I said last week, please feel free to keep emailing us, letting us know what we can do to improve or make the show more enjoyable for all of you, because without all of you, we don't do this. So we'll make sure you guys enjoy it. So let us know what we can improve on. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know ideas for content because we're not that smart. So yeah. 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 Insult hear Maverick as you do it. Uh, and yeah. Will, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, you can go on the old Twitter machine and, Type in at the will of Ash and you should find me. Will exclusively communicates through uh, homing pigeon. 
mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in script, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then feather dipped in ink. And we also have a Facebook community page, of course, uh, Cinemaholics on Facebook, where you can find episode updates quick, fast, and easy. And with that, we will do it. We will. That'll be it. That's it. That's the whole thing for this yeah. week. Um, from that'll do. That'll do. Uh, from the internet, California. I am John Negroni. Uh, from the internet, Pennsylvania. I'm and Will. from the dial-up basement. I am Maverick Eyes. It could be the broadband basement. No, I like you dial-up. You paid your dues. No, I, dial-up's cool. Okay. All it's right. like retro. It's a hipster thing to do. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. A typewriter, you know, whatever, basement. Cool. All right. See you guys next time. Bye.